Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this podcast. It is called The Dictionary. I hope you knew what you're getting into. Uh, let's do it. Um, let's see. Let, oh, so let's. I'll just say right off the bat, today is July 4th. Here in the States where I am, it is Independence Day. Um, as I said a couple of weeks ago, um, it was which was Juneteenth, that really is kind of more Independence Day because, you know, in 1776, not everybody was free. Uh, you know, I guess in, even today, in 2021, we can probably argue that not everybody is free. But at least on, uh, on June 19th, you know, whatever, it was almost 100 years after the technical official Independence Day, um, more people were free. So that was good. Um, so, you know, this day plus Juneteenth, they go hand in hand. Uh, there's obviously a lot of problems with this day. I think a lot of people are not so happy about it. But, you know, also... Hey, America's free. That's good. Um, also, this podcast is played all over the world. Everybody gets to hear it. So I don't want to be all U.S. centric. Um, and so, you know, you all got your own Independence Days, hopefully, that you can celebrate. Um, also, I just learned that uh, in the movie, The Nightmare Before Christmas, there are seven doors to other holidays. And one of them is Independence Day, and the picture uh, on the door and the tree is, uh, it's a firecracker, you know, it's got little explosion pictures on it, and it's got a little thing that sticks out the top. I I, I gotta say, I'm not so uh, thrilled. I I do not agree with having the U.S. Independence Day uh, as one of the holidays. Um, I had actually thought that it was a dreidel the first time I saw it because it's just a short little overhead shot. It kind of looked like a dreidel to me. That made more sense. That seems a little bit more cultural for Hanukkah, but I don't know. Anyway, I just had to give my opinion because that's what I do. This is the platform. I get to say my opinion and you get to listen to it. All right, let's just talk about the words. The first word is the second form of chuff, C-H-U-F-F. It is a verb from 1914, just intransitive, to produce noisy exhaust or exhalations. (sighs) Uh, Also, proceed or operate with chuffs, as in the chuffing and snorting of switch engines. That's a quote from uh, Paul Gallico. How do you say his last word? I don't know. I'll just say Gallico. Third form of chuff, noun from 1915, the sound of noisy exhaust or exhalations. Next is chuffed, with an ED, adjective from 1957. It is British, and it means quite pleased. Oh, I am quite pleased by this definition. I am chuffed. It has chuffed me. Uh, And then the synonym is delighted. And then uh, the etymology says it is English dialect chuff, which means pleased, and also means Hmm. Puffed with fat. Puffed with fat. What does that mean? What? Please explain this to me. What does puffed with fat mean? Is that a food thing? Is that a literally, literally, I am puffed with fat? Hmm. I am chuffed. All right. That, that part of the etymology did not chuff me. Next word is chug. First form, noun from 1866. A dull, explosive sound made by or as if by a laboring engine. Uh, Interesting that chug and chuff both have to do with engines. Second form of chug 
is an intransitive verb from 1848 to move or go with or as if with chugs, as in a locomotive chugging along. Chugga, 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 chugga. Also as in wearily chug through the routine. Oh yeah, we're chugging along. I'm just, I'm just doing the things. We're chugging. That's it. And then chugger is a noun. Third form of chug is a transitive verb from 1958, and the synonym is chugalug, C-H-U-G-A-L-U-G, chugalug, which is our next word. It's a verb from circa 1936, uh, starting with transitive. Now, it's interesting. Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, This is transitive to drink a container of without pause. And the example of the thing that you are drinking is a beer, because that's usually what people are chugging. Why? Why, why, why? You can chug water. It's fine. You should drink more water, probably. Uh, And then for that one, we also have the synonym, which is the number one definition for the word guzzle. And then the intransitive definition says to drink a container, as of beer, without pause. It literally is the same. The only difference is... I'm not even going to describe that. But yeah, it's the same definition. Intransitive and transitive have the same definition. How is that possible? I'm waiting for the answer. That's chugalug. Next word is uh, chucker or chakar. It is spelled C-H-U-K-A-R. I'll say chakar. That seems more appropriate. Noun from 1814 a grayish-brown Eurasian partridge introduced as a game bird in arid mountainous regions of the western U.S., called also Chakar Partridge. The scientific name is Alectoris Chakar, and this is from uh, Hindi and Urdu. The Hindi word is spelled C-A-K-O-R, and the Urdu word is spelled C-H-A-K-O-R. Chakar. It's a bird. A partridge in a pear tree, a and a chakar in a pear tree. It's it doesn't it doesn't quite work that way. Next is the word uh, chukchi, chukchi, capital C H U K C H I, chukchi, noun from 1780. One, a member of a Siberian people inhabiting the Chukchi Peninsula. And number two, the language of the Chukchi people. This is Russian, Chukcha, uh, which is probably ultimately from Chukchi. Oh, it's the Chukchi word, which is spelled here C-A-V-C-E-V, but there's some italics. That's kind of, it's that's very strange. Chav-chav, uh, chav-chav, I don't know how to say that word. Um, so it's the, the Chukchi word, comes from the Chukchi word, which is probably Chukchi? I don't know, but it means reindeer breeder. So this is a group of people in Siberia that's north. These are probably uh, native, you know, uh, indigenous people, I would think. Uh, they, they bred reindeers, and they're on a peninsula, and yeah, it's the Chukchi people with the Chukchi language. Next is Chukka, C-H-U-K-K-A, Chukka. Noun from 1948, a usually ankle-high leather boot with two or three pairs of eyelets or a buckle and strap. They are chukkas. 
Chucka. It's alternative of Chucker from a similar polo player's boot. So polo players wear these Chuckas. Next is Chucker. So I think this is going to be the same uh, or similar. It is a noun from 1898, a playing period of a polo game. So the 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 playing period is a Chucker. And the, I guess according to the etymology for Chucka, it's also the boot, which is also called Chucka. So the boots, oh man, this is confusing. Um, let's see, the, the, the etymology for Chucker, it is from Hindi and Urdu. Hindi is C-A-K-K-A-R. Urdu is C-H-A-K-K-A-R. That means circular course. Also from Sanskrit, uh, I guess you would probably pronounce it Chakra. C-A-K-R-A, which means wheel or circle. Now, was that related to the chakra word that we had before? I feel like I want to go back and look. C-H-A, let's find the C-H-A's. We're getting closer. C-H-A, what is it? C-H-A-K? C-H, oh, I went too far. C-H-A-K, where's the K? C-H-A-K, here we go, chakra. Yes, it is from the uh, Sanskrit word without the H, and it uh, means wheel. So the chakra, no, no, the chucker in polo, the playing period of a polo game is related to the chakras. Yeah, yeah, all right, interesting. Also, boots. Next is chum, first form, noun from... Uh, 1684. It is a close friend. The synonym is pal. Chumship is a noun. I don't think anybody's ever used that word before, but if you've got a friend, you've got a a chum, you can say, we have a chumship, and that sounds weird. Uh, Oh, this is perhaps by shortening and alternating or an alternative of of chamber fellow, which means roommate. So roommate is chamber fellow, and that became chum somehow. Second form of chum is an intransitive verb from 1731. To room together. You are chumming. You are roommates. To a. To be a close friend. To be. To show affable friendliness. Third form of chum. Noun from 1857. Animal or vegetable matter thrown overboard to attract fish. Animal or vegetable matter thrown overboard to attract fish. And the example of this animal or vegetable matter is chopped fish or corn. Uh, that Yep, they chop up the fish to bait the sharks, and that is what they do. They chum it. But they don't know what the origin is of this, of this one is unknown. They don't know where this word came from. So if anybody has any idea or any... Uh, any any funny thoughts on where this word came from? I'd love to know. Fourth form of chum, verb from 1857. It is, uh, oh, first is transitive, to attract with chum. Yep. And then intransitive, to throw chum overboard to attract fish. And then the fifth form of chum is a noun from 1902. This synonym is chum salmon. Uh, that is also going to be our last word in this episode, but this is from a Chinook jargon word. I guess you would pronounce it chum. Um, it means spotted or striped. It is from the lower Chinook word, which is 
probably pronounced the same, possibly spelled different. I, I can't even describe what I'm reading here, uh, but it means variegated. So variegated, spotted, striped. Uh, that's the, this chum salmon must be. Oh well, that's probably where the uh, the chumming of the fish came from. Maybe they used these chum salmon and they just said we're chumming it. We're putting the chum in there. I don't know. That's just my guess. Moving on to, uh, I think it's Chumash, or is it Chumash? I think it's Chumash, capital C-H-U-M-A-S-H, noun from 1891, one, a member of an American Indian people of southwestern California, two, the family of languages spoken by the Chumash people. I'm just going to say it's Chumash, but I don't know. This is from Tkumak, T-C-U hyphen M-A-C. That is the name in a coastal Chumash language for the inhabitants of Santa Rosa Island. Uh, yep, that's where it comes from. Next is chummy adjective from 1884. Quite friendly. That is the definition. If you are chummy, you are quite friendly. Chummily is an adverb, and chumminess is a noun. Next is chump, with a P, noun from 1876. The synonyms are fool and dupe. Uh, You're such a chump. This is perhaps a blend of, (laughs) wow, chunk and lump. Chunk and lump. That that seems like a stretch to me. I don't know. I'd love to uh, to talk with the person back in 1876 to figure out what 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 was the thought process behind this one. Next is chump change. Two words, noun from 1976. No, 1967. A relatively small or insignificant amount of money. And then the last word in this episode is chum salmon. Two words from 1907. Oh, it is a noun. I don't know why I didn't say that. It is a salmon of the northern Pacific called also chum. See, there it is, just chum. And then the scientific name is Oncorinchus kita. Oncorinchus kita. So the words today were chuff, chuffed, chug, chugalug, chakar, chukchi, chucka, chucker, chum, chumash, chummy, chump, chump change, and chum salmon. Hmm. I gotta look through these a little bit to see which one that I think is the word of the episode. Well, maybe um, I will pick chucker as the word of the episode, C-H-U-K-K-E-R, because I thought the etymology of that was really interesting. Also, how it's how it's both the playing period of the polo game, but also it's kind of the boot that they wear in polo. I thought that was interesting, and it's related to chakras, because it's a wheel. I've never watched a polo game do they go around in a circle, in a wheel? I don't think they do. I think it's just like, it's like hockey, but on horses. I don't know what the wheel, the wheel thing is. Anyway, I now I have to sing a song about chuckers. I'm gonna put on my chuckers, and I'm gonna go around in a circle. And that's it. Um, all right, in, so Canada is celebrating U.S. Independence Day. Are you guys doing that? Why are you celebrating our Independence Day in Latvia? It is Day of Glovocide against the Jews. Is that 
I think that's a spelling error. I think it's that I think that's the word genocide. Day of genocide against the Jews. Against the Jews? Wait a minute. What is what is I don't know. There's no link to click on. I'm not sure about that one. In Norway, it is Queen Sonia's birthday. In Venezuela, it is National Architect Day. Um what about what about this page? What else is going on? In the Philippines, it's Republic Day. In Rwanda, it is Liberation Day. It's also Liberation Day in the Northern Mariana Islands. Um, it is the first evening of Dree Festival, uh, which is of the Apatani people in Aru, Arunachal Pradesh, India. That is celebrated until July 7th. And any other fun holidays. It is the first day of Nidoc Week, N-A-I-D-O-C. That is National Aboriginal and Islander Day Observance Committee. Hmm. July 4th week kicks off the seven days of festivities that celebrate the culture of the native people of Australia. Ooh, that's good. Let's do that. I would rather go celebrate that for a week than listen to some fireworks that scare the animals. Um, cool. All right. And then, yeah, obviously, it's uh, it's Independence Day here in America, so you can go do that. Um, but yeah, be careful. Th- this day, the most like dogs and animals, the pets, they, they, they get scared of the fireworks. And so they escape, they run away because they're so scared. So if you have an animal, if you have a pet, keep it safe. Don't let it escape. The tomorrow, the, the shelters are going to be filled with escaped animals and that's no good. We've got to give them a home, um, because they're, they're not going to probably do so well out on their own in the wild. Most of them won't. Um, Yeah. Try to uh, try to keep your your dogs and pets and turtle turtles your turtles and and kitties and bunnies keep them keep them safe and happy. All right, we're gonna end the episode there. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.